Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Fat Report from the LFC Day Trippers. I'm your host, and we've got some new people on. We've got some new people on with us tonight. We don't yeah, have. It's, to it's, it's, I don't even want to call this. This is like, do you know, Keith? Do you know this is how we feel, right? Me and you, we feel like Robbo and Trent here. Yeah. Right. And we've got like fucking the worst. Williams and Nat yeah, Phillips yeah, coming Nat in Phillips. beside us. Yeah, beside us. Oh, you want to call me Simicast or something? Give me at least give me some credit. Do you know what I mean? But it is the sh- look. The game's the game. We, we've got to it. Go is on. what it is. That's how professional we are on the fat back four. Even when we're down, man, we refuse to throw in the towel. And just for anyone that's interested, we're we're sick of Shawnee Lawson's carry on that he's 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 emigrated to Carrigan Channel for the last six months. So we've sent Gav out to rescue him to bring him back. So if anyone's ever seen uh, Rambo. We've sorted on that. We've sent Gavin uh, <laughs> a, re- a reconnaissance mission just to find Shawnee. And if he can get him out alive, happy days. So we'll report back soon on how that one's gone. But anyway, we're here tonight. So I'm your host, Keith. He's the main man, Grizz Khan. And we're joined by Grizz's apprentice, Avi. How are you, Avi? Paying you 2 an hour and sending you for the Sambos. Loving it, loving it. So I guess if I'm on an apprenticeship. So yeah, loving the experience and the learning curve. So thank you. Thank you for having me on today. That's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. We couldn't get anyone else. And, <laughs> and we're also joined by the day trippers, the daddy of the day trippers, the man with the plan where it all began, Mr. Dream Killer himself, Mr. Phil Casey. Phil. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm only here to, to see Grizz and uh, Avi announcing Mbappe. I just, I just like to catch up with the lads every now and then. <laughs> I only came on because uh, that's that's the only reason I came on because I heard the two boys of you get, get to talk transfers, make you up to stuff. Come on, let's go. It's as good a reason as any. In fairness, it's as good a reason as any. Um, but look, now we're delighted for the lads to jump on. Um, it's always a good show on a Sunday night. It's always a busy one, and I'm sure the chat will be hopping. So look, get is our get is our uh, 
comments in. We'll throw as many up as we can. And I'm not going to lie to you, lads. There's not too much to talk about on the Liverpool front. So, uh, you know, if you want to throw anything in, I, I lied to Phil and told him he was coming on for a, a book review show tonight. So, you know, he's been absolutely stitched up here and has to talk about Liverpool. So he's not really happy. Didn't even, know, didn't even know they were doing pre-season training, didn't you not, Phil? No, no. Somebody said to me, what do you think about the, the pre-season matches? Like, what? <laughs> I said, okay, so now, I knew this. Smart. I knew this. I, <laughs> I know in the WhatsApp today, right? And that's why I put it in the main WhatsApp group. And I said, and I said, Phil's on the fat back four. And everyone just burst out laughing because, like, oh well, probably listen, it is what it is. The game's the game. And look, the, the look, the, the beauty of Phil, right? And I'm gonna open up here, right? The beauty of Phil is, and I'm gonna say it to his face, right? We've had we've had our little fallouts over the years and whatnot. <laughs> But no joke, he's one of the main fuckers, right? And Keith and Avi won't know this, but when I was uh, fairly new on, on 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 Twitter, I used to religiously listen to the LFC day trippers from the days in the bunker. Not even a bunker, just a fucking... What was it? It was a little office or something, wasn't it, Phil? Like a half office. A shed. No, it wasn't even a shed. It was a quarter of an office. <laughs> it was No, it was a back office of a pub. It was like the back room of a pub. Yeah, so uh, I didn't have a safes. clue. We we robbed safes and everything in the place. There was car seats and gas cylinders and everything. Oh Great. mate, oh mate, and uh, I never knew none of them. I never knew what they looked like, so I only knew them from their names because obviously it was all audio then, right? Yeah, and uh, and uh, he was the hostess, and uh, Rick. Honestly, God, I, I fell in love with the trippers from that day. So how how long ago that would have been? That would have been about seven seven. Eight years Longer. ago, seven, eight years ago. 2013 was the was the first year yeah. of the Trippers. Yeah. Um, we've lost loads of pods off the feed, which which is really head-wrecking. I think we lost close to 200 pods from the from the uh, the early days. Um, I think everything up to about 2015 or so 2016 has been lost into the internet, which is which is a terrible shame because there was some great stuff. Like at the start, we, we started out to be really serious and, and bring a new voice to... Uh, um, <laughs> to, to to LFC fans and represent the voice of overseas fans that fell apart after about three shows. Uh, <laughs> when we had they used to like back in the day, just for people who are just tuning in, but uh, there was there was a lovely flow to LFC podcasts back then. On on a Monday, there was um, the Anfield Rap came out on a Monday. We came out on a Tuesday. Um, I can't remember, somebody else came out on Wednesday. I think the Red Men had a pod on Wednesday. Then there was a crowd called TBT. They had a pod on a Thursday. And then the Anfield Rap did something on a Friday, right? That's the way the flow yeah. and the Sense that. of order, yeah. Yeah. So, and everyone got a fair share of what was going on. Then there was a couple of fortnightly and a couple of monthly pods that went on as well, which was great because everyone tuned into them and everyone helped each other out. And then certain pe- certain places came along and just started filling up feeds with absolute spam, right? Um, and trying to just uh, like make it a podcast about anything. So the way... Because of that now, everyone has to do pods all the time just to get everything that's out there. But, but that was back in the old school days, and there was some great stuff. We got we got some great interviews back back then. I remember doing John Barnes, and um, we had yeah people like that. John Barnes. There was I think we had we had Mark John Wright Barnes on as, well. as good as it gets. Phil Rob exactly. Jones, Rob Jones. We had Rob Jones as well. Um, remember actually I did recorded the Rob Jones interview on New Year's Eve in an old office where I worked, Trev came in to the office that day so that we could dial in and have proper internet. Like this, we're not talking, this is in 2001 or so, this is like 2014. Um, and Rob Jones, an absolute gent. So, um, yeah, 
Perhaps but you know what, Phil? It, it's it's funny you mentioned that. You know what I mean? It's it, people maybe don't realise that that back then. It, it wasn't a saturated market for mm-hmm. football podcasts, for Liverpool podcasts. And nope. the day trip was really where at the fore of that. Now it's all changed. Now the format of how we do it has changed. It's no longer one show a week in a bunker. It's now, you know, predominant. It's all on YouTube. But, you know, the, the day trippers have always had this sort of um, reputation of being messers a bit, you know, but there's been some quality content there from mm-hmm. the very start. And, and it's, um, it's something as Grizz touched on. I, I listened from back then as well. And, you know, it really was a great, great pod with some great characters on it down through the years. A lot of them are still involved and some of them not uh, anymore. But, you know, it's easy to think, you know, they're all just a bunch of messers, a bunch of buzzers. But there really was some brilliant, brilliant shows back then. And Still is. Still is. Yeah. This, this is the whole thing. The, the balance that we've gotten, hopefully gotten and continue to, continue to get is that you've got your you've got your messing about that that happens on nearly all the shows but you've got your serious stuff that goes on and you've got your debate and i think the fairest quote that i hear put to us a lot and and in the comments and even online is the shout that it's like going to the pub and talking to my mates about the game right you like that's what you get you don't get head nodding there isn't there is agendas of course there's agendas everybody comes into a show with an opinion right and you can call it what it is but we don't have forced agendas where everyone has to take the same opinion no, or else they won't be allowed won't be allowed on the show and that's that's where that's where it goes on like i openly you know i you know i've openly got a, got a thing against um english people supposedly so i'm anti-english and i'm also anti-nabby kata and many other things but the whole piece is that by having different angles and different viewpoints it more or less covers all the ground because for as many people who say, I don't like this person, there'll be somebody else on a show or on a different show that says, I love that person. I think he's yeah, brilliant. That's the and beauty that's, of it. Yeah. Look, t- talking about messes and, and agendas, um, Keith's, uh, Keith's taking the comment off. Monkey Gaming stuff, who's a, who's a regular watcher, but a mm. regular commentator as well. In the t- he's, he's, pr- he's probably sent about four tweets already, messages, I should say, talking about Mbappe and haha, Grizz ITK. Look, blame FSG. There you go. Look, spunky monkey gaming and stuff. Like that's like your that. fifth message, and the what game the show hasn't even started. So I'm not ducking away from it. That's why I highlighted it, not to try to avoid it, because that's what we do in the trippers. We we face up to it. When we're wrong, we're wrong. Avi, can I just ask a question? I have a question because of all the shows you're on. Sorry, Grace. I just want to, I, I know. No, I'm just going to tell him any more stupid comments. I'm going to block him. But yeah, sorry. Carry on. Go ahead. I just, I just want to know. Come here. Whose head are you hiding behind that jersey behind you? Like, is there a head head in a jar, or what? What's this, what are you hiding in the background? No, no, it's a um, it's a medal collection, but I always put a jersey over it. You're in the medal Why? collection. No, just because I like putting a jersey, have, I like have, switching up every show. Have you not figured out to get a brush and just stick or the brush a, up or the a jersey, or a co-hanger from the other <laughs> yeah. side, and then you can have the medals on one side and the co-hanger on the other? Oh, it's just one of those uh, looks that I give on Thursday. I don't know what it was Thursday. What was Thursday's show? It was no Friday show. It was just a medal collection. Then I put a jersey over it. Yeah. Um, uh, now you need oh. to get yourself a hanger, buddy. A hanger. That's, oh, that's no, I need, I need to get one of those green sheets, those green sheets, and like create my own little studio, like <clears> certain, certain uh, content creators do. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have a little studio. Once I'm in the new house, I'll have a proper little studio in the back background. Yeah. You oh, can man. do all the old cup watch along as you want then. Yeah. yeah. That's if that's if Gav's not giving me the chop beforehand. So, yeah. Like, when you start talking, when you, you were talking about gold cup watch alongs, so I was like, lads, that's in March. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Like, Giddy-ups. Yeah, yeah giddy up the horses, and that goes on at like four o'clock down in Cheltenham. How can he be doing something in the middle of July about the Gold Cup? Like the Gold wasn't that bad. 
Have you once did he go with Cup watch along? So what did he say to you, Grizz? Who's in the final? So he goes, so he goes, USA, Mexico. No, he goes, USA, Mexico. And I said, Oh, you know what? I'm gonna struggle with the USA team. And he goes, Oh, yeah, I might. It's the reserves playing. So he it's not the fucking USA Gold Cup watch along. <laughs> 3 a.m. in the morning with yes, the reserves, American team. Get out of here. If if ever, <laughs> if ever I needed a set of lads to just absolutely waffle about lads that nobody has a breeze about, you two will be top of the list. Like definitely. <laughs> oh no, definitely. Oh, no, relax. Relax right there. Like, you know, the football men. Put some respect on my name. Like, yeah, him. Yeah. But come on. Fuck's sake. I'm a student. Always learning, please. Always learning. That's it. That's it. But look, it, it is good. You know, we've we've killed a nice ten minutes with that. You know, trip down memory lane. But it's it's valid because, you know, we we don't get Phil on many shows now. You do the forum the odd time, but not all the time. And and it's good Bollocks. to have you on. I've, I've, I'm, I take take a night off for the first time in six months last week, and I'm, I'm not on shows regularly. Well, there you go. Well, Phil, you know what have you done for me lately? Do you know what I mean? Nobody <laughs> remembers what you done two weeks ago. It's what sorry, but I've week. I've gone I've gone back goalkeeping coaching for a senior team, so it's like I'm I'm sort of exercising mm. the stuff I talk about. Have so you now? That's you know, interesting. Yeah. I'll make a mental yeah. note of that. I'll talk All right. So it's like it's, so I'm not just talking shite when in in the group as usual. But yeah, I've gone back goalkeeping coaching on a, on a Tuesday. And as most of you know, I have another baby along, uh, coming along in the next five weeks as well. So that's um, nice. And I've got three kids as it is. So it's like it's pretty busy when you. Phil is in <laughs> a shootout with Boris Johnson here to see who can <laughs> swear the most children in the quickest time span. Well, uh, Bill, not, it's Boris is watching. Next, no disrespect. It's the next battle of the boy. Boris on one yeah. side of me, on the other side with all our kids that's to it. see who, Super who wins. Sperm. Yeah? Battle of the exactly, screams. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. It, it's great to have you here, Phil. Always a pleasure to have you on, have your knowledge on. And the reason we wanted to get you on was Liverpool's pre-season is going at a nice pace. And who better to discuss? Oh, before we move on, before we move on, yeah. got to see a comment in here. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. I'll get that in a minute. We also have Leslie Ann here and here. Sienna's mommy here. Just quick thanks for all the support. We'll be talking about Sienna at the end of the show, as always. But it's great to have Leslie in there saying a hello. So everyone say hello. Give her a wave. Hello. Um, but we've got a super chat from Ramez. Um, yep. Thanks very much, Ramez, uh, throwing it in. I haven't read it yet, so we might have to take that thank you back if it's one I don't like. You think <laughs> FSG's money ball approach to transfers has reached the point where it's not as viable anymore now, uh, anymore now that everyone knows of our success with it? Okay, it's a good question. Grizz, I'll start with you. The money ball approach, what do you think? Do you think it's been sussed out or do you think maybe we're panicking a bit? I don't think we have a money ball approach anymore. That would be my answer. Um, I think there's aspects of money ball that we use, and I think that's no different from a lot of clubs around the world. Who doesn't use the money ball approach or want to or would love to if you think about it and if you really deeply think about it? Um, I don't think – I think we've – I think we've slightly evolved, slightly tweaked the money ball approach. And I think um, it's just a, a phrase or a term that was used a couple of years ago. And I don't think it's, 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 it's viable to use it for FSG now. Whether we've reached a point where we can't have success anymore, I don't think any of us really know that. The only way we can tell that is by sitting back, relaxing, and watching our team play football. And that's why as fans, well, I don't know, you guys might have more powerful um, 
um, influences. But as fans, that's what we can do. Sit back, watch, enjoy while we've got Klopp and this team because we literally can't do anything about anything else. Um, we can give our opinions on whatever platforms we have. But apart from that, the only way we can see if we've been, uh, what's the word, knows of our success and we've been caught out and it's not sustainable anymore, literally only time will tell. Very true. Phil, as a, an avid fan of American sports, what's your take on baseball? Baseball, 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 I struggle with. I struggle with baseball. Like, baseball, baseball is the type of sport that you want to be in the stadium for. So because you can just drink your way through nine yeah. innings, right? Slot. And have have no idea what time it is when you got there, and it just feels like it was about half an hour ago when you got home, and it just it was, it was a great day. God, but if we talk about what Grizz just said, the transfers. I find the slog bit that you just talked about. That's that's where transfer windows have gone. In reality. What we're dealing with here is how many big clubs have signed players? Okay, uh, straight up, we signed Kanazi. We signed him so early, people forget this. If we hadn't yeah. announced the Kanazi signing until the start of the preseason when the lads were heading off to Austria, that would be all fresh and we'd be all buzzing and everything like that. But the fact is, we announced Kanazi before the European Championships happened. That's how long ago it was. And we spent 30 odd million on Kanazi back then. All right, so 36 million, whatever it was that was there. So what's happened since then? United have signed Sancho, who they were linked with for donkeys um, last summer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they paid a massive amount of money for Like He looks, he has potential, but an awful lot of good players have gone to United and died um, yeah. as players, as, as stars. They've ruined Martial. Martial should have been one of the world's best, but he, he's ended up being just a very average player. Um, and look at what's happened to Pogba. Pogba was on, was riding a wave when he was at Juventus before he went to United, and he's never gone to reach his true potential um, because he's been allowed to do whatever the hell he wants but since he's gone to United. He, does, he doesn't have a strong manager. So I look at this and I look at, at, at City. Who's City signed, lads? Linked. Linked. No, 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 no. No, Keith, I'm asking. Oh, who, who's few, City I think a couple, did, of Brazilians have sent, a couple of Brazilians have sent out one to Croatia. Hold on, hold on. A couple of Moneyball silings. Yeah, yeah, a couple of young Brazilians, you know? yeah, true. yeah. And but, did they sign Scott Carson or some other goalkeeper or some shit like that? Might have renewed his contract because he was yeah, there. He was he's been there for a while, yeah. so they've signed nobody, right? So then no. I go, okay, so okay, so who's Chelsea signed, right? So, like, this is this is it, okay? So we've signed one, United have signed two, City have signed none, Chelsea have signed none. That's the yeah. top four. This is what we're talking about. This is who are likely to challenge for the league. Yeah. Leicester have signed one in a player that we were interested in, Pat and Daka. Uh, did they sign? Two. They, they signed Sumari. Sumari. As well. yeah, Sumari. Sumari. Yeah. Okay. So they've signed. They've signed two. That's the top five. So out of the top five, there's been five signings in total. Five yeah. first team signings in total from the top five. Liverpool fans, um, in the majority, I'd say the older fans are sitting back on. Look at those Muppets moaning about us not signing players. And the younger fans are running around with their hair on fire saying the world's going to blow up. Okay. In reality, we have moved slightly back towards the idea of seeing the value come true in the market, right? What they learned with the Thiago signing and the other signings, because we've moved from trying to build towards a squad that can compete to having a squad that competes and only needs tweaking. It means that the signings you want to make aren't mass signings. It's one or two signings that make a yeah. big difference in terms of what's there, right? So from my point of view, I'm looking at saying, and I'm not going to talk about it later, but you've got the squad issue in terms of that if you want to sign a player, you know you're going to have to remove a player from the squad, right? And as soon as you do that, 
you reduce the value of the players that you're trying to get out the squad. For the last four years, we've been trying to get rid of Origi. We've been trying to get rid of whoever else, right? We're trying to, Shakiri wants to go. If we go out and sign a non-homegrown player they talk about now, immediately you're going to devalue the Shakiri's fee that we could get in by two or three million, right? Now I said earlier on, if a bid comes in for Origi that's nine million, I'm taking it. I'm not worrying yeah. about getting twelve million or thirteen million or fourteen million. I'm taking it at this st- at this stage, right? Because then you start to create the gaps that you can then fill. But I think one of the issues as well, somebody else was saying, is that we are short of homegrown players. I'm not worried about that because we can promote some of the twenty ones as registered twenty uh, as squad twenty fives. The problem you have is though is this idea that we can't sign non-homegrown. We can, but we're just going to devalue the players that we're trying to get out yeah. the door then. And that's the real issue for us. So we just need to take a deep breath and realise that the guy, Michael Edwards, follows Hunter, the lads that are in the background, that have done this spectacularly well for the last three to four years, with Klopp, with Kravierts, with the guys there that are working as a whole team in this and have rarely got a signing wrong, they know what they're doing, Right? There isn't a single person on a podcast in the world in Liverpool land, right, that have a better handle on what's needed for that club at this moment in time than the guys that are there. We can all have opinions about who we should sign, but to start throwing your toys out of the pram because we haven't signed anyone, look around and see what's going on because we've more or less done the exact same as the guys that we believe that our potential rivals are trying to be rivals to us. And Phil, you're spot on there. And something you mentioned, you know, Manchester United, Chelsea, all these teams, they have to spend big to get up to the chasing pack right now. I know we fell away last year, finished third, five points behind Manchester United. But, you know, we know what this squad can do and we know what Klopp can do. I think, you know, it's not unrealistic to expect us to be up challenging Man City again this season. And Manchester United have to buy Rafael Varane and have to buy Jaden Sancho to put themselves in that mix. I'm not worried about what other clubs do. I don't give two shiny shites if Man City signed Harry Kane and Jack Grealish. Could not care less. We played them twice in the season. Mm-hmm. They steamroll teams as it is. We have to worry about what we do and, you know, forget about them. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's no people going on about oh if Chelsea sign Erling Haaland to give them the league. Why? Do you know what I mean? If Liverpool get all their players back fit and fire them and add a couple of smart additions, that's all we need. And that's what people lose focus about. But Avi, um the money ball stuff, uh, Phil touched on something interesting there. Um that it's not, you know, it's Michael Edwards, it's it's Fallows, it's all these guys. But it's also the likes of Pep Linders, because if we look at the Diogo Jota deal, Pep Linders was a driving force in behind that because he had him at, I think, Porto's U team um, a few years ago, and he knew his qualities. Vita Matos now as well as in there yeah. coming from Porto, and that's why I've seen all these links with Portuguese players. So it's I know the transfer committee was a bleeding persona non grata award a few years ago, but it really is a committee. This isn't down to, you know... FSG, John Henry isn't given a list of players to Michael Edwards to go out and sign. You know, people think FSG are doing this, FSG are doing that. There's a committee of lads that are looking at players. We've scouts all over the world and they're getting the right players. And Phil said it there. If we bring in someone now, people hate hearing about the non-homegrown rule, but it's a rule. And we've instantly devalue our players. Can you see the Shakiri, for instance, being next out the door and then we get movement in? Yeah, so... I think January was the first time where our board, um, where the committee sort of panicked in terms of Ben Davis and Kabak. If it was up to us and if Leipzig were willing to negotiate on the table, we would have got Konate in way before. 
So I know Phil says that he got in, we got Kanati in very early, sort of to appease the fans and whatnot, but we should have got, Kanati was the issue that, it should have been resolved in January, but it was impossible. And we've got these new wave of fans on Twitter who are just frustrated straight away when they see Sancho going to United and they, you know, we see all these new sort of Twitter spaces and podcasts, just like absolutely lashing FSG. We plan methodically, you know, we plan in, in advance. During COVID, we haven't, we haven't had that chance because if, you know, if you believe what the rumours are and, you know, we've heard what Klopp has said and the team around him that we plan, you know, within a year. So like Taki, Taki was already monitored a year before we actually went and got him in that January of 2020. Um, you know, players like Jota, I'm sure were earmarked way before because of his characteristics and, you know, his pressing and how he impresses us when he was at Wolves. There's other players like Thiago. Thiago's a player, I think, was a wonderful opportunity and I think Klopp wanted to work with him and he wanted a fresh challenge and it all came together. You know, Simakas, you know, I'm sure we looked at him way before the Europa League run that he had with Olympiacos and he was impressing everyone. So I think what it is, is patience. But unfortunately, there's a wave of fans who don't have that. You know, I'm sure we will do business. And yeah, we allude back to the fact that Shaq, Origi, we do need some uh, players out. That's just what it is. You know, the uh, pro quota role and the... Um, uh, pro quota rule and the homegrown rule, we need bodies in and out. You know, we might need to make an English signing and it won't please fans what I'm trying to say, but it might be Jared Bowen that comes in because we've got to meet British, you know, we've got to meet that British homegrown rule. And then on the other side, we've got to either loan out Taki or maybe loan out Origi and Shaq. And right now, it might just be that we're not getting offers. People are saying that Lazio have offered this. We might not have got an offer from Lazio. Or if we did, it might not be you know, it might not be pleasing to the eye. It might be like five million up front with five million over the course of three years. Like what we do, it might be a case that other teams have seen the way we negotiate and are copying that same tact when they're negotiating with us or with the other teams. So it's a patience game. You know, there's um, less than what, two weeks to go for the Norwich game. I'm sure we'll get, you know, I'm sure we'll get another signing or two in. Um, but it literally, that that's what it is. We just need to release a few more bodies before we start, you know, going in big for the incomings. Chris, he's on mute. You're on mute, mate. <laughs> I thought panic. that was the best point he's made. Don't panic. The best point <laughs> um, Go on, you probably want to read this out. Or... No, no. If you got something else to say before... Yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask you and Phil especially, and Avi can pipe in as well. Um, but... So, I want to... Sh- I want to... I want to give you a, um, a thought of from the other side, but not from the extreme other side, but from the middle other side, if you know what I mean. So there's top reds, there's bottom reds, and I'm like in the middle, right? So I'm going to ask you, so we keep talking about this homegrown rule, and look, it's, 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 it's fact, and we have to do it. Why are we in this position in the first place? And who's to blame, and is there a blame? Because the question I pose to myself and other people like you, learned people like you, is you're absolutely spot on. That's the rules. That's the laws. Of course, we have to have a certain amount of homegrown players, blah, 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 blah. But why are we in this position now? Who's messed up somewhere along the last three or four windows and not got rid of the shit? Well, I'll take away the shit. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Players that have been no use to us. For the last three, four windows, there is someone to 
blame, isn't there? It's not yeah. all rosy and it's all not, it's not all brilliant Michael Edwards and brilliant recruitment and brilliant planning like you guys have made out. I agree with a lot of what you said, but there is there has been mess ups, right? Yeah, Grizz, just a quick I, one on this, Keith. Just, so I want to pipe up because you you said this before, but COVID's to blame mainly, Grizz. COVID's That's one window. Blame. That's one summer. But but it was a huge summer because it was a huge window because last summer we were told and we were led to believe that we were going big. There was for certain journalists who were told by the club that we're before COVID even hit that next summer was the planning summer. Um, the likes of Timo Werner that we know that you know. But I'm talking about the outgoings. I'm not talking about the big income. I'm not talking about the big summer plan for incomings. I'm asking you guys, why Jürgen why are we Klopp in this position? I think Jurgen Klopp is to blame. Personally, okay. I think Jurgen Klopp is to blame for the state we're in now with the homegrown quota. And the reason I say that is, I'm big Jurgen Klopp fan. You won't find anyone. People will blame John Henry and Linda Pizzuti on this. Nothing to do with them. If we have an issue with homegrown quota, non-homegrown, sorry, um, why are we giving Adrian a new contract? That's what everyone asks. Why is Adrian getting a contract when we have an issue with homegrown quota? Because Jurgen Klopp clearly values what Adrian brings to the squad as a backup goalkeeper and maybe as a presence around the squad. More than what fans do, more than what people on Twitter appreciate and realise. So Klopp has got a squad now. You know, they've got the easy one. The easy one to say is you get rid of Adrian and you bring in, I've seen uh, Bettinelli, Marcus Bettinelli getting a mention because he's getting linked with, who's he going to Chelsea or something like that? Um, Carson is going to resign him with City. Uh, Tom Heaton has gone to Man United. You know, so all these guys are bringing in the, the toured uh, goalkeeper as English homegrown players. But it's, it's, I say this all the time. I get lashed out of it in the comments, not on the live chat, but in the in the comments. It's not FIFA. It's it's not football manager. Do you know what I mean? It's you have to meet this quota. And Jurgen Klopp values the one thing we know about Klopp. He values personality a lot more than the average fan does. So the reason we're in this predicament, Edwards knows what the squad is made up of. Jurgen Klopp knows what the squad is made up of. Have you made a good point? The COVID has thrown it because we could have rinsed teams as we were rinsing them before. COVID struck. Bournemouth, you know, there was a lot of teams that we could have really taken to the cleaners. Yes, yeah, I agree. COVID they had no money. The fact that Klopp has given, as I recommended that, Adrian gets a, a new contract, that shows that, right, we know we've an issue, but they obviously have an idea around it. Do you know what I mean? Now, I don't know if Phil agrees or disagrees. What do you think, Phil? I blame Eddie Howe. Had he not yeah. got Bournemouth relegated, we would have been yeah. able to sort this whole mess out. We wouldn't have any problems. Oh, that's just one player, guys. But, but guys, I mean, everyone he would have knows taken my No, but uh, honestly, I don't think that's just one player, though, Phil. I, I don't want you to target on just Adrian because I no, know your no, opinion. Is, me, we know our opinion on Adrian. How about no. Shakiri? Hang on, hang on, hang on. You asked the question, right? But the question, the, que- the answer to this question is, is that there is no blame. The same rule yeah. existed this time last year yeah. in the squad. Okay. The difference is we want to bring in players this summer, whereas last year we didn't have an issue with the homegrown quota or the non-homegrown quota because the players we were bringing in were replacing the players that we had going out the door. So clearly the club have decided, or, or Edwards has decided, right, 
this is the clear out year. They're looking at what's happening now is the contracts on the players that they want to get rid of are winding down. You look at Shakiri. If we don't sell Shakiri this year, he's not going to go because he would be into the last year of his contract and he's going to wait till he's a free agent. Arig is the exact same thing. You look at Minamino. If if any of our big players, say Mane or, or Salah, say they can't agree contract extensions, I say it's more likely that Mane won't get a contract extension, that they'll let him play out his deal because... They're not going to be able to sign every single one of our big yeah. players. And they're not going to want to sign every single one of our big players, right? And I think the reality is there is no issue. This is this is about English risers filling up column inches when they haven't been embedded in the camp in Austria, where they normally would be. It's about the fact that there is limited knowledge coming out of the club. And I think it was Kieran Palmer who works who, who Kevin writes Palmer. for the Sunday yeah. Kevin Palmer, who writes for the Sunday Award, who but more or less put it out. Since the Virgil van Dijk transfer. Nothing comes out of the club. The, the writers only hear about it after it's happened or it comes from the player's side of the deal. And we've known that, that, that the club has walked away from deals when the agents have started talking to the press or leaking things into the press that they, sh- that they want to keep under wraps because the club doesn't want anything getting out there. So I come back to it and say, we are just in this... There's always going to be year zeros. I'm a great... Because I love American sport, particularly American football, there's always year zeros yeah. where... The cap issue hits in an NFL in the NFL reality, and they have to get rid of the, some of their big stars and to go again. Right? We're in the equivalent in the in the football form in that our contracts have got to a point that if we want to get rid of players and re, and get value for them, we have to sell them this summer. If we don't, we either let them go for next to nothing, which clearly the club don't want to do, or we're gonna they're just gonna sit out their contracts, wait them out, and go on free transfers at the end. And in this instance, this is the last time that the club has any real power on what happens with these players. Because if we let it go after this summer, then they hold all the power. And I agree with everything cards. you said. But my point is, this is why we're in that spot now. Everything what you've said is spot on. Uh, what I'm saying is, if you're saying that we're so meticulously planned and mm-hmm. we're so brilliantly, mm-hmm. we have so much forethought in terms of contracts and extensions and everything, we are... Whether we like it, whether we don't, whether we agree with it, whether we don't, we are in a bit of spot of bother with contracts and the homegrown. And, you know, it's not noises coming out from the club, forget it, or the journalists, sorry. And, and Liverpool haven't said anything. Yeah. But the fact that on a piece of paper, we can see a lot of our players have got two years left. And as you're saying, a lot of them need to be sold. So I don't think it's as brilliantly as some of you have indicated that it's been... It's nothing to worry about. I think there is issues to worry about. But what I will 100% agree with is it's in the best people's hands uh, and they know far more than us. Yeah. That's what it's I mean. where Moneyball falls down because if Moneyball was actually a thing, we'd be buying players, increasing their value and selling them. Selling them, not selling them. They're letting contracts run. We saw it with Gene, Spot we saw it with Emre Chan. They don't seem to have an issue with letting the contracts run down and moving them on. And I agree with Phil. There's not going to be contracts for everybody. And yet we tied Trent down to a new deal when he mm. wasn't one that was in desperate need yeah. of a deal. So we will have that. Before we move on, there was a, a who took that super chat off? I haven't done it. I haven't touched it. Marcus, I'll find it. Just, it's gone. It's too far back. Um, it was I'll just find it. Don't you he was just bigging up Phil for his chat there a minute ago and said he's yeah. going to um, pass it on to his mate. So, well done, Phil. It's it's all positive news for We've you. We've got and another we've super chat. That's We've got a couple here. Yeah, hold on. Phil so Tree, who turned up tonight, is doing well. Phil so. Tree is smashing it, in fairness. Smashing it out of the park and got a bit of American football chat in. So, yeah, I think yeah. he'd be happy. What I think he'd be guy. happy. <laughs> Now, another super chat in from Cav Oldham. Uh, you can try some English players, 
But if the better boy is foreign, so be it. So into brought a success, and that's what we want. And look, we all know the tax that goes on English players is just extortion. I mean, if we look at the Manchester City thing that they're looking to sign Jack Grealish for a hundred million and sign Harry Kane for one hundred and sixty million, they're good players. They're good. Keith, players. you just got to look at Ben White as well. Ben White to ben Arsenal, White. fifty million is a huge amount of money. I don't care whether people think he's a great potential. That fifty million for him, right? And that's because he's an England and international, and they're going to think that he's the answer. But but Keith, he's got one or two caps for England. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's in that Euro squad. Have you look at? I saw someone recently linking us with. Um, why don't we buy Calvin Phillips? Calvin Phillips will cost you about seventy million. Oh, he's, you know he's, what I mean. He's he's twenty four or whatever. Got, he is. Leeds have got returners too. Yeah. They're not going to want to sell him. He's English. You could try to buy a player like that. It just costs a fortune. But if you look at Grealish for hundred million, he's an excellent player. I don't think he's worth anywhere near that. I think at most in an inflated market, he's a sixty million pound player. Maybe Harry Kane at one hundred and sixty at twenty eight years old. I don't know. I think they could sign better players for half that. Personally, um, for the style of play, they, they they steamroll teams. I don't know what um, Harry Kane is going to make a, a huge difference. Might get them over the hump in the Champions League, but Harry Kane hasn't got a history of winning, so I don't know. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what way they go with the signings. But another Gris, super. Oh, just to, Gris, Gris, you make a good point. I think every look. I hate using that word money ball, but that system that we have where we you know buy players and sell them high or, you know, we buy them young and whatnot. It has flaws in it, especially with the contractual situations. Like with two years to run, there's an awful lot of players that, you know, are on their sort of two years. You've got Alisson, Fabinho, Henderson. Van Dijk. I, Van Dijk. I do agree Salah, that, look. Mane, Firmino, Fabinho. There you go. And, Oxley, and, Chamberlain, Naby Keita, Shaqiri. And there's some that you won't be able to give all contracts to. I totally understand that. That's where, like, we can sort of maybe change that sort of because giving out contracts all at once that will hurt your purse strings unfortunately that's the way it is it will hurt the financial side of it investing in investing in new players we we know that right but the problem is now that we face is you've got seven eight players and you're negotiating sort of all at once and you give so we've announced trent now you're going to get players and players agents players agents who are going to sort of throw their sort of toys out of the pram who are going to say wait a minute Trent's been announced. What about our turn? It's like Henderson. I truly believe Henderson is not bothered by it, but his agent, right? His agent, whoever it may be, might be saying, wait a minute. All season, all summer, we've heard Fabinho's name, Van Dyke's name. We've seen Salah's name. Where's your name? You're the captain of Liverpool Football Club. Why hasn't your name been mentioned? So they put it out into this sort of stratosphere that, oh yeah, you know what? Let this little leak. I'm sure it was a leak from, you know, Henderson's people or whatnot. I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here, but I'm just saying it might have been from Henderson's people that you know what you deserve your contract, you deserve a renewal. It, okay. it, it makes it, it it can make it an ugly situation. We've seen it with Genie. There were two there were two arguments there. There was can some I of just, us. Can, can I just on, on on Keith's point? I think it answers itself, Keith. The reason why there's only two years left on the majority of the co- those contracts is most of them are signed within two windows. Yeah. Like the last time we talked about going big, we, when we talk about going big, we signed Fabinho, Allison, Keita comes in. They Shaq, all come in the in Shaq, They all come in the same Keita, window. Yeah. Before that, it's Salah, it's Virgil that comes in the January. It's it's these lads all come in within two windows of each other, right? And their contracts are going to run out at the same time. Now, the the bit that you might say is, do you renew them slightly earlier in the contract cycle so yeah. that you don't or, get to this? Or sell them earlier. This is my point. Yeah. I, think I think this is my point. My point I was trying to make is, you're absolutely spot on. I was going to come to that because we've been 
not far too active. We've been very active in one or two windows and then absolutely nothing for four windows. And then we bought in three last window, right? There's been inconsistencies in the planning, in my opinion, that has led to us now being in this position. And it's not ideal, but it's far from disastrous. That's my point. And there has been mistakes. So we have to try to look at both sides of it. It hasn't been brilliant, brilliant planning always. It's super chatting again. Um, Gagandi Puar, well, probably made up super all duper chunky. Good, good that's stuff. A, that's a super a duper chat. That is a super duper chat. Um, yeah, thank you very much, uh, Gagandeep. Uh, said it before, issue with our model is too rigid. Whether, whenever a world-class talent is available, LFC name gets ruled out due to high transfer fees and wages. Once in a while, fans like myself would like us to be flexible and sign marquee name. Who rules us out? I, I, I don't get that. Like, we signed Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. We signed Alisson. And do you know what they're going to come? Do you know what we come back and say? Well, that was back then. That's what we needed them. Yeah. The we next time we Thiago. need to sign, the next time we sign that need to sign a world class player will be when we go to replace Mane, Firmino, or oh, Salah. Yeah. I, I, I want to come in here very quickly. Before you do, we don't know with Fabinho as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, exactly that same for like Phil's question. Or sorry, your 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 question. You asked who rules us out. The club doesn't rule it out. When a yeah. club sees a player that they think can make a major impact allow the players that you guys have just named we try to sign them so you know we had um monkey wherever his name was nuts monkey monkey chat. game stuff yeah, yeah 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 you know trying to mimic me about mbappe but we 100% tried now if mbappe doesn't want to come to us and he's adamant that he wants to go to madrid that's not fsg's fault we can offer him the world and we have offered him the world but he won't come to us for example let me just throw a name out there, and I know, and I've put it out in the in the thing today, in the, this week, in the Twitter in the Twitter sphere, that we want Chiesa, an absolute game changer. We're prepared to pay 70, 80 mil for him, but he won't come to us. No, Phil. The point being is he won't leave Juventus. Thank fuck. His, Never saw an to... Italian. Never saw an Italian players in England. Is, Failure. My point is, with regards to his tweet uh, message. We know when there's a game changer and we and we do try to go it. Yes, there are absolutely limitations and in every fucking business or, or world-class business that is successful, there should be limitations. And so I don't believe in this marquee signing. I, I 100% believe in the right signing and we should be up there for every right signing. Marquee signing is just, just a, you know, it's just FIFA, as you could like to call it, Keith. Yeah, people get angry. I've seen a few comments in there that get annoyed with me when I talk about FIFA. I don't care. Um, you have to have a semblance of reality when dealing with it. You know, people have seen comments again going back to, you know, oh, the, about Phil's point when we signed Van Dyke and all. I was there with the Coutinho money. That's because we're a well-run club. You know what I mean? That's because we sell big, we sell players for big fees and we reinvested it sensibly. I've no issue with that. I don't know why, why anyone would, would have a problem with what money comes in. You know, that was the Coutinho money or that was the Harry Wilson money. Couldn't give a shit where the money comes from. The club are bringing it in and they're spending it and they've spent it well and spent it wisely. But it sort of does move us to uh, another player. But th- thanks very much for the chat there, Gagandeep. Um, yeah, it moves top, us top on. Man. It moves us on to the, the news that Ozan Quebec is possibly available. Now, I'll just ask is, does anybody want to sign Ozan Kabak for Liverpool? Would anyone take Ozan Kabak for Liverpool now? Knowing the situation with the way the squad is made up, Phil, would you take Ozan Kabak on a free transfer? I don't even know who you're talking about. Ah, that's all right then. 
Right. <laughs> Honestly. Do you remember that fellow who helped us out? You've got to jog his memory, kid. Like, oh, back place yeah. with Lubnitz and the back. Oh yeah, that's. I'm trying to miss. I'm trying to miss. Now that now that you sing the song, that makes a big big difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a game changer. So, centre back. Would you would you sign him on a free? No. Why would I sign him on a free? I've got we've got VVD, we've got Gomez, we've got Matip, we've got Canate, we've got Phillips, we've got Williams, we've got Fabinho and Stepien, and we've been Brian Davis as well. So come on, why why would you why would you need like? That makes no sense. We've just talked about making space for players that we need, right? Yeah. We have a massive gap in our midfield that we need to fill. Like the, people are worried about forwards and stuff. We have a massive gap in our mid. We've the main ability was, was Genie's availability, right? And the main disability we have now in the squad is the lack of availability of all the lads that are left. The most robust midfielder we have is James Milner. He's older than me, right? So it's like. <laughs> So come on, like th- th- I don't care about Quebec. If he has a brother that can play centre mid and he's decent, well, take him rather instead. Like let's let's be realistic here. Quebec was a, is a good kid on the potential to be a, a decent player, right? And I thought when he was linked with going to Leicester, I thought that was a really really good signing, right? Yeah. Because I thought that's the type of place he could go and do really well. And if he does, he'll get a move to it, another move to a bigger club. And if it doesn't, he'll still get to go back and play for a team in Germany and still have a decent career in terms of what he's doing. And that to me was that made loads of sense. But we're talking about somebody that can either replace, step in, or, or play with Virgil van Dijk, right? And that's why we've gone and spent big money on Canada. Once we sign Canada, we're not signing another centre back. Yeah. Park that. There's no point talking about centre backs. Let's talk about what we really need to talk about, which is, and we can wind in our pre-season and what it's looked like and everything. But the centre mid, the centre mid at the moment has my biggest, biggest single question mark on it because we've undoubtedly got four that we can consider our first choice centre mids. Okay. It's, it's Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho and Keita. They're the four centre mids that are our first choice centre mids that will be rotated. The problem is Henderson, Keita and, um, well, I won't. I won't go with Thiago because traditionally he has. Well, he's, he's had two big injuries in his career. So if you if you accept that he's over his big injury with ourselves, he'd be fine, right? So yeah. you've got Henderson and Keita who have massive availability issues. And I'm I'm a fan of Henderson, and I'm not a fan of Keita, as you know. I, don't know. I, I think this is worth discussing, Chris, because I think this is what, what leads into the discussion around the preseason friendlies. Like Ox is the same issues that we're talking about, Keita and Henderson, right? But the that to me is I keep coming back to it. When I go to fit them into the midfield, what way do I want them to fit into that midfield? Because if I'm looking at Keita, I'm not playing him when Thiago is playing because that's a disaster midfield. We saw what that, that it has. It, it's it's just a disaster, right? So Keita can really only fit in when you've got Fabinho and Henderson in that midfield, in my opinion, in in the Premier League. And Thiago can only fit in when you've got Henderson and Fabinho in that midfield. Right? So. Because after that, you start to lose that that energy, that piece that we what we rely on to get ourselves up and down the park. And you could potentially put one of the younger guys in with Thiago and Fabinho because both of them can pull strings and do whatever you want. But I really worry about Henderson's robustness and availability over the next 24 months because 
he is picking up more and more niggles. He's over the age of 30. And this is no doubt in what the guy has brought to the club and what he's done for the club. And I'm a huge fan of what he's done over his time that he's been at the club. But I don't think he's going to be able to put in a 40 or 45 game season. And for yeah. that reason, we need we need that other player. The Saul sign made sense because, again, he doesn't pick up many injuries. And he can he's he's the shuttler. I hate saying it. He's he's the he's the Joe Allen plus, and that's what Genie Wijnaldum was. He was a Joe Allen plus. It's the same the same idea as a as a midfielder is that you give he can protect the ball and protect the fact that you keep the ball within your midfield structure and allows you to do move the balls around and all that type of stuff. Okay, yeah. and that's what we need. It's not we don't we've got dynamism in Fabinho in, from where he plays behind the defense. We've got the dynamism in Thiago. If you need to change things up in front of them, you've got Curtis Jones, you have Keita, you have even Harvey Elliott. And, and I, I want, like, hopefully we can talk, but I think of all the players in preseason so far, and I hate talking about preseason because it's all rubbish, but Harvey Elliott, I've talked to myself, right, he's starting to look like a player. And, and that's that's genuinely it is. And that's my biggest question. When we talk about transfers, that's the only thing I want to deal with is how do we address this midfield? Because that's our engine room. There's no point sorting out what's going on behind them if all of a sudden you've got the same issues then appearing in the centre midfield. I guess we'll let Avi give his opinion while I mean before we try to Before frame. we do, hold yeah. on. I just a bit a bit with Carl Ali just trying to see about chat there. Yeah. Prayers up for Sienna. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Um Sienna's mom was in the chat earlier. Um I'm trying to find the we'll other one, Keith. Talking about what was the other one? There's there was one another Burgundy. Yeah, but oh, was it? No, there's another one as well we've missed. But go on. We'll, there you go. Again, gagging deep again. Uh, we always sell to boy. Other clubs do differences. They only do this for specific transfers. It's their model. It's what I was referring to about being flexible with the model. Everyone sells to boy. Man City are going to raise 100 million by getting rid of players this year. And that's what will go towards the... Chelsea are brilliant at it. Chelsea, Chelsea are, are the best in the world at it. Best in yeah. the world at it. I mean, we're great at it, but Chelsea buy these players in. They've about 63 players out on loan and they make big money back on them and they, they're excellently run with as much as 75 players out, 76 players in, something like that. Yeah. So, like, we're talking, it's huge numbers that go. And they've had a transfer ban. Think about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the work, the, and, you know, they've sold big players. They sold Eden Hazard for a, a fortune. They reinvest the money. They, everyone sells the boy. It's just that, it's a, as Gagneep says, it's their model and. You know, it is what it is. We just have to accept that and deal with it. But yeah, sorry, Grizz, before I jumped in there, um, midfielders, was it Avi? We were going to go to Avi there. Yeah, and, yeah I was going to say, let Avi have his say while I try to find the. With, with the Kabak stuff, look, the player's agent was told back in March, April, and we've had this discussion many times to not to look for other clubs and don't sort of float him out to other clubs because Liverpool, they he, he believed and his client believed that. Liverpool were going to go and uh, spend the money on him and make it permanent. Now, that's not happened. And I feel for the player because he can do a job at any other sort of premiership, you know, team like the likes of Leicester City or a Palace or, you know, even an Arsenal. You know, I think he is good enough. And he's what? He's 21 years old. Would I sign him on a free transfer? Yeah, I probably would. I probably would uh, sign him on a free transfer and then send him out on loan. Because you'll make that value on him. Say next summer, if we do decide to sell him, you'll get 15, 20 million for him. So it makes it, it, it would be an FSG thing to do. It would probably rile a few fans up, to be honest, signing him on a free and oh, sending yeah. him out on loan. It would rile people up. It would rile people up. But from a business opportunity, of course. Of course, why wouldn't you do it? And I think if, if it is true that Shalkab told him not to bother coming back um, and to find a club, that's fine. And if it is a free transfer, then you do feel that there will be a whole host of clubs all around Europe ready to stuff him up. 
I in terms of can't imagine he'd be jumping at a, a deal from us knowing that we're just looking to ship him out and sell him on. So I'd say we'd be at the back of that queue, unfortunately. Yeah. And in terms of midfield, and I think Phil said that Naby would be quite a part of that sort of quartet that he mentions. I think Curtis is a, ahead of Naby in terms of availability. Like Naby breaks down. You feel that Klopp will be like, no, I can't trust him coming into the season. That's why it's a risk even having him in the squad. Like if we if we got any kind of offer over 25, 30 million for Naby, we would have taken it. But obviously there won't be any clubs, you know, because they know of his injury record. It comes back to Shaq as well, Grizz. You mentioned why we couldn't sell Shaq in previous seasons. He had injuries, his calves, his hamstrings. He had so many injuries. His games to ratio return, uh, it, it's embarrassing. And, you know, we spent... We, we have our, our, our brilliant analytical medical forethinking. Yeah, yep. And yeah, for twelve million pounds, but we still so, believe that so, we'll probably recoup that too, right? He's what twenty eight, twenty nine. We'll probably still recoup twenty twelve, thirty million. So nothing's actually lost. But in terms of midfield, I think Phil, I think we, I think we'll get a big season out of Curtis Jones this season. Last season, he was in the light. He wasn't. He was out of the limelight because it was Foden last season. The James Madison early on, um, you know, the Mason Mounts. Saka, even little bits of Emil Smith Rowe. I think it's been brilliant what Klopp's done with Curtis. He's made him a more sort of disciplined all-round player. He's a player that started off as a 10 under Gerrard in the under-18s, and now he's probably moulded him into an all-round action midfield player. I think he's we're going to get a big season out of Curtis Jones. I think this, you know, this is the season for me where I think he will step up and show people like, look, you know what, I'm I'm the next big thing coming out of England. Forget you know the mounts and whatnot behind me or Foden's. So, yeah, now I'm big on Curtis Jones. Grizz, um, Avi makes a decent point there. I really like Curtis Jones as well. But, you know, as Phil points out, if we look at, uh, I don't disagree with Phil, by the way, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, and uh, the promise of Naby Keita. Then you've James Milner, 35, and you've got Curtis Jones. We do need, and if you throw Harvey Elliott in there as a midfield option, and you could put Leiden, Minamino, and Shakiri, and all these guys you can put in. Oxley Chamberlain seems to be a forward option now. Do you think we do business in the midfield, Chris? Who yeah. are we? Everyone's panicking, but there has to be business done in this midfield uh, in this summer. And what do you think it looks like? Yes, yeah, so I look first and foremost. If Curtis Jones is our, and this is going to sound anti-Curtis Jones. I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to say it because it's my opinion. If we're going into this season um, hoping and expecting Curtis Jones to be the, the shining light and the forefront of our central midfield and our breakout player, then we will have failed, in my opinion, in, in the transfer market. And I won't be confident. Curtis Jones is a wonderful young player. Wonderful young player. He's growing. He's, 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 he's developing his maturity on the pitch. Um, still needs to be improved, but he's getting there. Um, 21, is he, Avi? 20. He's 20, I believe. I think he's 21 in January. Oh, wow. So 20 years old. Liverpool Football Club, despite how much we think we love our youngsters and, you know, it's amazing to see a local kid come through. I don't want him to be a starter in our team every week. That's just my opinion. We know... We know Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago is the likelihood to be the starting midfield. After that, we have a croc in Naby, a croc in Ox, and an old man in Milner. Who had his injuries last season too, Gers? Yeah, absolutely. So 
agree with anyone that says midfield is the priority in midfield uh, uh, this summer. And I genuinely think we will. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that we won't recruit in central midfield. So we do need, and, and again, I'm going to agree with Phil. We need, a, what did you call it? A shuttler. Shuttler, yeah. An energetic, a durable shuttler. So we have the the X factor or the creativity or what we're hoping will be Tiago, Ox, Nabi to cre- to be the creators, to be the 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 point of the midfield. Orchestrators, Chris. We'll call the orchestrators. No, no, not even orchestrators. Uh, uh, creative like goals. Like we're hoping to get shots. Like Jeannie Henderson don't and Fabinho don't shoot. Mm-hmm. So we need people who are gonna shoot. Right? So Nabi takes the odd shot. Ox likes to shoot a lot. You know, and um, and Thiago's got a fantastic shot, but doesn't use it enough. So we're hoping to to to, to utilize them there. I think we need another energetic, durable, box to box, high energy players, and, and and the names that have been linked, and the names that I think you know are more likely to come are all that type. Yeah. So so it all bodes well. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, I mean, within the next two three weeks, we we'll get that. Guys, just just a quick one. Fabinho in the last three seasons at Liverpool has been missing in each season a total of four to five weeks as well. Just bear that in mind. And Henderson's always been having to most, step most listen, step, most, step most, back most as the players will. Thiago, players will. We, we we just have freaks in in Salah. Like, yeah. In in reality, we have freaks in Van Dijk and Salah and Trent who don't miss many games, and Robertson. they've been very. And Robertson, who don't miss many games, and they're they're the freaks, they're the unusuals. We've also got a crock of a goalkeeper, and I love Allison, but yeah. I've never seen a goalkeeper since um, since Peter Schmeichel misses many games in a regular season yeah. as Allison does. So that's on an unusual thing. I'm hoping he doesn't pick up any injuries this year. But since his his calf exploded on him in Anfield that night when it was cold, right? No, yeah, he picked up a good few injuries. Like, do you know what I mean? And he's missed game time for various different things. So uh, they're, they're the issues that we need to deal with and, and be prepared for. So the centre-back thing was a bit of a freak issue, but we all we all felt, I think every single one of us felt that we were a bit light heading into last season by not replacing Lovren. And if Genie goes and we don't replace Genie, as much as we've got loads of midfielders, I don't, yeah. I think we'll feel light about capable midfielders because the engine room of the club methodology is the, the the midfield doesn't do the magic, right? You've yeah. got your fullbacks and you've got the magicians up the top end of the pitch, but everything happens because that midfield dogs so goddamn hard and has skill and graft when they dog, because once they once the dogs are unleashed, then everything else happens in front of them. Because if that midfield can't pull the other team around the place and match them as well physically. And then also be able to play with the grace and the beauty that you want to play creative midfielders with. The lads up front become ineffective, and that's what happened through January and February last year. We were too stretched, and that midfield didn't wasn't able to exist and wasn't able to play the way it should be able to play. And that, to me, is is the key to this. And if if, if we get that wrong, it'll we will either have to reshape the way we. But I genuinely, I genuinely, going back to the way we play, I genuinely believe if we get the right midfielder, the type that we've spoken. And look, believe in if you believe in God, put a prayer out. If you believe in superstition or whatever, positive thoughts, fingers crossed, all that kind of business, right? If we can get Tiago, Ox, and Nabi to remain mostly injury free, they give us a different, different hmm? game, a different 
factor to the game that you prescribe to our midfield, Phil. You're talking about the dogs of war and the set, the Fabinho's, the Henderson's, the Jesus. dimension. Grizz, you're looking for dimension. Lads, can the... I cut across just just for a quick second, just for a very quick second, right? So, super chats. Um, Tom Bowland has put a seal by chat in for Siena. Thank you very much. Jonathan Davis has put a seal by chat in for Siena. Appreciate that as well. And also, uh, we've another one in here uh, from Ney. Where's that one gone? And again, it's, it's for Siena. One thing I would say, we appreciate that. Um, that is brilliant. But if you want to make a donation, a donation to Sienna's campaign, if you could do it through the GoFundMe or through the ticket sales that we're doing, because Super Chats get et up by YouTube. So we appreciate all that, but it's a high percentage goes to YouTube on Super Chats. So it's not all going to Sienna. Look, every every penny helps. We appreciate Absolutely. every penny that comes in. But if you are willing or if you want to start a donate, um, any money I would suggest we do it through the GoFundMe just so the more money goes to the appeal as possible but look we thanks very much for doing that as I said there will be proceeds of that will go to Sienna's fund but for anyone that's going to throw in if we do it through the GoFundMe it's probably better so sorry for cutting across just there Grizz I just wanted to say it well people are throwing them chances no, no problem yeah I echo those thoughts as well appreciate that but basically what I was going to say is I actually think bold statement I think we're a central midfielder a type of central midfielder way of having one of the best mixes of center back, uh, central midfielders around. I genuinely believe that, but it all does depend on the one central midfielder that we bring in. And from what I believe that's the prototype we need. I think generally the multi skills of that midfield combined and Phil was talking about combinations of you can't play X, Y, Z. I think it might be different to this time, Phil. And the reason for that is because of the monsters at the back we've got back now. You know, there's a that's what makes a massive difference. We've got monsters at the back now, where we can slightly change it up in midfield if we need to. And I think we've got a fantastic mixture. You'll see a higher line at the back, which will mean more possession in the middle. So it depends on what he selects. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a four-two-three-one either this season at times, where we have two sitters, Henderson and Fabina, then you have three with the one up top. I, I, like, I don't would... care about formations. I honestly don't, right? Because. <laughs> It's 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 you're made and um, like air formation is really two at the back with yeah. two full backs so pushed so far on that one of the one of the, the centre midfields drops in as a towards centre like they move it around and that's modern football. I had more issues with fellas who can't play against aging um, centre midfields off Real Madrid and just give up the ghost after ten minutes and, and dial it in and have to be taken off before half time. That's that's a that's a mentality issue. That isn't an ability issue. That's a mentality issue. And as much as they're doing well in pre-season, there's no pressure. There's no stress. There's no. There's no. There's nothing riding those games. They're going out and enjoying themselves, and it's better than doing a train set, training session. And I think Keith, you mentioned before we talked about patterns that we're seeing in pre-season friendlies and the upcoming friendlies that are coming ahead. The only pre-season friendly that's ever mattered to me since Klopp was here, and it's something I've noticed in pre-season, is always the last pre-season before the, the season kicks off. Every game, every game before that is a mix and match of a team within, with them trying to get into patterns of play that they're going to deploy across the course of the season. Um, and from that point of view, the game's up until now from what I've tuned in. I haven't tuned into many. There was, I saw one of the, I didn't bother the 60 minute games. They really just glorified training sessions. Um, I watched that Union Berlin game or whoever the fuck they were playing. Half a billion. Um, yeah. Like Same the, thing. Uh, yeah, Berlin, isn't it? Um, and the the and and it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable to watch in terms of looking at how the play was developing. Um, who did they play before that? Was a Borussia 
Stuttgart. Germany, isn't it? Yeah. Germany, yeah, it's ne- down there. It's, in, it's that Royal Road area. It's crap. Um, so one of those lots. And uh, watched that game. And like I know lads were going mentalers over the performance K to put in, but it was it was it was a good positive sign. The, the key for me is can he do it for four games in a row? Because he's never yeah. been available for three games in a row. And can he do it when the pressure is on? Because the guy's the guy is hidden. He's it's coward when it comes to the big matches. So it's like that's the big steps that we need out of Casey. We need fellas with big balls. When Yaldum had the biggest pair of balls we've ever seen at a club in a long time. When the big games came along, he always turned up. He may have had shit games against loads of things, but like the 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 big games came along, he turned up. And if, if Kaiser truly wants to be, wants wants to grow into the jersey and become the player that he should be there, that's the ones that he needs to do. That's when he needs to turn up and show that he can do the stuff that he was doing in the preseason, which is fantastic. It's fantastic looking. It's fantastic to watch. And it's fantastic to see a player like that. But I want to see him do that against Manchester City, against um, the United Games, and, and that type of stuff. And that's when it matters, when it truly matters. Lads, I want to touch on this super chat that Jericho sent in. Thanks very much, Jericho. Would it would it be nice if Liverpool can get one already made marquee player just once, a top three player, or is that too much to ask? No, Virgil van Dijk wasn't the top three centre back at the time. Of huge issues with this comment, right? Yeah, Thiago you 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 went of, you went to yeah, yeah I, I did. I, I jacked in Twitter and all because of this sort of stuff. And look, no disrespect to Jericho, yeah. no disrespect to Jericho, but Thiago was one of the best midfield players in the world, and we got him last <laughs> well, summer. Do you know what I mean? Like top three. You could make a case, in my opinion, that he was the the best midfield player in the world. Um. And we got him because Klopp wanted him. Virgil van Dijk wasn't the top three centre back. If you could name me two, he was brilliant. If you could name me three better than him. Do you know what I mean? I'll be interested to hear the list. Alisson Alison was one of the best keepers in Europe at that point. I forget yeah, about the, what we did to Roma and the destruction, but like, yeah, apart from that Maybe game, Kato. those two games, it was, was one of the most informed midfielders in Germany, Europe, yeah. Fabinho was one of the top defensive midfield players in Europe. I mean, Alisson was I one of the best goalkeepers that year. Like yeah. he, he won the yeah. Golden Gloves. He was he, he won the award for best goalkeeper of the year. Yeah. Like he was. Oh no! Just it just it drives me. Mad. <laughs> I, understand. I understand the frustration. Is Canate not one of the best under sort of under twenty yeah. threes defender out there? Surely, he's I mean, I understand the frustration in some fans, right? But you know. Liverpool do their business the way they do their business, but to say we don't sign a marquee player, when we do sign marquee players when we want it, we just don't sign all the players that the, the media link was with. And as Phil touched what on earlier, Kevin Palmer's comment. Marquee player, Keith. Yeah. What do they mean by marquee player? I mean, it's a open question. He's a, he's a massive tent that was back and he brings it with him and sticks it up in his new gaff that he gets in Liverpool. No, but, no, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's marquee player. What's more important here, people? The right player yeah. to make you successful, which is the ultimate aim of a fucking football team, to make your team competitive and win games of football. And we've done that for the last three seasons brilliantly. Forget last season. We know what happened last season. We've done that brilliantly. It's all about getting the right player. Yeah. And if it happens to be a Mbappe, fair enough. Or if it happens to be a Jared Bowen, fair enough. Who the fuck... How can we just prejudge stuff when on the back of the three, four years that we've had in this team of, uh, who is it, Avi, remind us, this under the team of Fallows, Hunter, Klopp, Edwards, right? Yeah. That's the four horsemen. Kravitz. Mike Gordon as well. Yeah. Mike Gordon. Kravitz. No, when have they let us down? Lenders. Lenders. Where Lenders. have they let us down? Mike Marsh. Yeah. 
Mike Myers. Just, just on this as well. Just kind of, I, I get this frustration. I'm feeling this frustration a lot. But are we sleeping on Tiago next season too? A Tiago who's going to have a settled back to, especially in the ilk of Van Dyke, Gomez, Van Dyke, or Konate, a settled midfield. Are we forgetting that this guy? He's had one year of experience now. He knows the nitty gritty. He knows how referees work as well in the Premiership now. Things that he could get away with in Germany, he can't get away with it. I think he's going to, if he stays fit and touch what he does, right? A phenomenal season awaits us from Thiago. I think the fear is, I think the real, the true fear here is that after what happened last season and us, even though we finished third, we scrape into, into the Champions League places. People have lost their bollocks and yeah. they can't see us yeah. being able to win the league, right? Yeah. The difference is when we go into last season, we look like the most dominant football team in world football and we're going to basically short memories dominate the game. It's I know, the short memories. I know, but they're gonna dominate. Now somewhere yeah. in between somewhere in between is where we truly are, which is probably more to the season where we finished second to city with an outrageous point title total, right? And what it didn't feel like the season we win it because we just won so many games in a row. But the way the season pans out where we drop points towards the end and lose the odd game here and there. That's still more or less look like the previous season, which doesn't feel like the season where we completely dominate because you're in that race with City that goes on for so long and you're, you're counting every single point. So that's the... That's we're the, that's the th- Listen, we're literally, this club, on the back of this structure, this shit structure, the strict shit recruitment that suddenly everyone's calling it, we were half a centimetre away from winning a Champions League, going unbeaten in a league... Uh, and a league title in two mm-hmm. seasons. Like, that would go down as one of the greatest achievements ever. And On the doing back it against Manchester City as well. Doing it, someone, you know I can't I mean? remember. Because if we didn't do it, if we no, didn't no, do was, it, who was doing no, no, it? There was someone who said, Grizz, uh, there's a team out there who's won three out of four. This team has fucking cost one. How much? How much? Throw a figure at me, please, Avi. How much that team's cost? This Man City well, squad to build. 1.4 billion. 1.4 billion. And we're competing with them year in, year out. And yes, they've won the titles and we've been in them and we've took them to the, to the edge every single season by this one. What do you want? Like you want the perfect owners, the perfect managers, the perfect fans, the perfect stadium, the perfect everything. Like, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I would be unhappy if we don't sign a midfielder before the window. I would as well. Hundred yeah. percent. I want to get. That I think out. everyone agrees on the general consensus. We all agree that it's not about. It's not about. We're happy to go in with what we've got. No, I wouldn't be. No, I think it's it's a gamble. If the one thing I hope the club learned from last summer yeah. was don't gamble, don't yes. gamble with gaps. Right, because sometimes if, if it doesn't pay off, it can absolutely destroy your season. Right, we've gambled. We we gambled the season before that. We got away with it. We gambled last season. We didn't get away with it. And we saw what happens when you gamble in crucial areas. You can probably gamble around the fringes, fullbacks, wings, even up front a wee bit. Right, but you cannot gamble in the engine room and in in the spine of the of the of the defense it's just it's not worth gambling on and i look at now we've got we've got three goalkeepers and out Grizz loves Adrian, but we've got three we've got one of the best goalkeepers in the world we've arguably got the best backup goalkeeper in the league in Quevin Keller and then behind him we've got a tour choice goalkeeper that's more than competent at, at a premier league level in, in Adrian. right so that's boxed off our center backs are untouchable in terms of a group that a group that we have our full backs i think simicas is actually going to play a big role this season i'm looking so forward to seeing him i, I yeah. think he looks good and that gives robertson the chance but it also 
I think Robertson is capable of playing both sides. I know it doesn't it hasn't happened, but I think he is capable of playing, but he's, he's intelligent enough. Then I look at Trent with Gomez there. I think Gomez is seen as the yeah. fill in for Trent when we need when it needs to be when it needs to be happened. And that get, allows him to get Kanate and VVD on the pitch at the same time or Matip and v, whoever he wants to do, right? Then you look up front, you've got Josie, you've got Mane, you've got Salah, and then you've got Firmino slash Oxley Chamberlain. I think, because I think Ox has been, is being trained for, unless they get money for him, I think they're training yeah. him as, as some type of cover for Firmino. And I think they prefer to see Jota in an alternate to Salah or Mane to allow them to rest those players and rotate those players around. And ultimately, I'm looking at saying that our, our top end seems to be boxed off as well. And they've got Harvey Elliott to come in. So you've got six players for those three positions mm-hmm. up top. I think Minamino will end up on loan. If he's not sold, right? Um, that's my own guess. So it's really just the midfield, and if we can if we can box that off, I think we're as strong as we have been under Jurgen Klopp. Assuming the player that comes in can deliver to an eighty percent of Genie in his fourth season, because when Genie comes in in his fourth season, he wasn't the Genie that left the club. He wasn't the Genie that did what did for Barcelona. But he doesn't need to be that top end Genie initially. He just needs to be the eighty percent player getting to grips with the league, getting to grips with what he has to do and delivering to a level that allows the other players around him to function and protects the ball for us. Like that's one of the great things that when Alan was doing, he you win the ball back, protect it, and he just slow things on. Keith, before we before yeah. we move on, we've got eight hundred and fifty-five smashing people watching this. Can you tell me the pitiful number of likes we've got before I have a rant at the 187. Is that it? No. Are they taking the 203 at the moment. Can you let me know when it builds up? Because then I'll, I'll 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 tell the listeners and viewers who we've made a bid for. This week. Uh, just, just a quick one on the midfield availability. Naby's going to be going to international duty as well. I think before, before the first oh, game, or the, after the first game with awesome. Guinea. Really? That's going to be the biggest test when he comes back. If he comes back injured, it's curtains. Just hope that he comes back like still sort of intact. So yeah, just to keep a why why why. why, why? Why would he? Why would he's he got to represent his country, hasn't he? Why does he? They've 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 actively ruined him every time he's gone there. He's not going to say no, is he, Chris? To go to Guinea, he's going to go to Guinea, isn't he? If they call him up, come on, what are we talking about now? He's going to want to go on international duty, isn't he? He won't be in that Force Eleven, so don't worry about it, lads. He can go wherever he wants. Yeah. Um, oh, very true, very true. But now, Phil, you do touch on a good point there. You know. I think we, we did gamble last season, but I think if we'd have brought in a centre-back last season, he probably would have got injured in anyway, so it probably didn't yeah. get him we brought in, to be totally honest. I think, you know, Fabinho as the fourth-choice centre-back was a perfectly fine option, playing alongside Van Dijk or Matip or Joe Gomez. The problem was we lost everyone else, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, it was a gamble we're taking. It just the squad got stretched so far, so much that it didn't work out. But you're right, we need bodies into that midfield. We do have cover. I think all over the place. Klopp has to trust the squad a bit more, I think. You know, yeah. if, if it's a thing that that Minamino doesn't move on, and I think he will be moved if we need a, a, if a non-homegrown quote, I think he'll be, be the one. Divock won't go anywhere. And, you know, if we need it to do one, I think he's the one that goes. But it is the midfield that has the has the worries. Grizz, we're up to 277 um, likes. Are you happy with that? Or? No, 300. And then we don't yeah, would anyone take James Ward-Prowse for thirty million? Oh. Well, no? why not? Why are you so dismissive of James Ward-Prowse? I didn't say anything. I just asked no, the question. No, Phil. Phil said oh, no. Phil. Okay, sorry. Phil said no before you finished it. Why are you mm-hmm. so dismissive of James Ward-Prowse, Phil? I just hate English people. 
Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Know. Yeah, sorry. Oh. <laughs> For any English people in the chat, you yeah, know, you try really... your best and fucking build this <laughs> You got, I think you got two. Um, you got two uh, super chats, mate. Yeah, we'll find them. We'll find them. But no, um, it's I'll find these super chats. Um, Evian on. Should we move on to the friendly? That's uh, on Thursday. Or? No, we don't like talking about friendlies and preseason. Didn't you hear, Phil? We've we've done amazing. What a fucking amazing show where we were shit scared of talking about preseason friendlies. And you want to mention Evian right at the end when it's time to go. We have history with Evian, you know. Okay, go on. Yeah, big fan of the wall. Last last player to play for Evian who represented oh, Liverpool. Yeah. You want to answer this? Avi, it's yeah. water on the bridge, mate. You don't need to take. It's <laughs> <laughs> last fun that. Yeah, Grace, you want to take a guess? Last Liverpool player that went Evian. on to Evian from Liverpool went on uh, Christian Poulsen. Oh, Damien Plessy. No, he's, he's got Damien Plessy, so was not it, Phil, but good shout. But it was actually Keith. Well done, that. We've got Rapstar yeah. in the house. So we've got Rapstar, <laughs> uh, the Silver Chat. Thank you very much, Rapstar. Strangely, I'm not worried about incomings. I see Shakiri leaving, and the same with Minamino or Igi run down contract, I think. Yeah, look, if Shakiri leaves, I think we bring one in, and I think that's, you know, the way it's probably looking, and it's the way it's being nearly reported um, that that will happen. Well, thanks very much for the super chat, and we'll get on now in a second. I'll just have another super chat to get here, and this one is from FT seven nine. I hate these bleeding ones that sound like bots. FT seven eight nine ten. Easy when you think about it. Um, with nineteen ninety mirrors. Myanmar, 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 Myanmar. Would would LFC prefer it? Is, are they not nine? Malaysian rupees? Yeah, Myanmar. Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. There you go. Love it. Um, would LFC prefer a traditional nine like a Vlajevic or a flexible forward like a Chiesa? And look, I think, you know, what we like and what we can guess about what Klopp, because we touched on it earlier about Kevin Palmer. He more or less said journalists don't have a fucking clue. So we don't know what the club are thinking or what, um, what the, you know, links, links are correct or whatever. But Avi, would you know rather have, oh, we're going over 300 think, likes by the way, Grace. Do you know what Klopp would like? What? He would like a young, um, the the Polish geezer that that used to play Lewandowski. for him. Lewandowski. A young Lewandowski. Vlahovic is the man then. Who was both, who could play both as the false nine, like Firmino does, and can also be the rootless number nine to play in front of a tree as well if you wanted to. The, the, the whole thing, it's like I'm telling you, that was his dream centre forward and you saw what he was able to do with that and what he could put behind him and I'd say if he had a chance to get another Lewandowski put him there and have three of the boys behind him then his midfield suddenly changes shape it's similar to what he did with Dortmund it's very true and Vlavic is the option then yeah I I I don't think he suits what Phil said Keith I don't think he can play as a false nine he's an absolute demon of the other type that Phil refers to and he will develop I get that side as well. But if you gave me the choice like this, 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 this person's giving us like a flexible four, like Kiesa or Vlavic. Now I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Vlavic, but I think. You're the one who that. recommended him to me and said, have you watched this kid like no, two, no, three months I, ago? No, I said that. No, I agree. I said, I'm a fan of Vlavic. Did you miss that part? No, but it seems as if you're going to go with Kiesa though. Well, Kiesa, I was going to come to and say Kiesa for me is after Mbappe, the best fit in this Liverpool forward line. Can play wide right, can wide play right left. Young, energetic. He's an absolute pest, like Suarez used to be. He doesn't fucking stop. He's an absolute animal. But 
Phil always reminds me he's Italian. So yeah. <laughs> that's that, he doesn't like Italians. No, it's, I do like, like no, sorry, I do like Italians, but Italians can't play in England, right? It's just a yeah. thing, right? There's but do no you think the modern day Italians? Keys is not a modern. He's not a a throwback of Italian players. Phil, he's a modern Italian forward. He's got pace. He's quick. He can play on the left, right, center. He can float around. He, I think he'd be perfect for the Premiership. To be honest, but I would want Dusan Vlahovic. I'm a big fan of Vlahovic now. Thanks, Chris, by the way. The Italians don't like to leave their mammy, so new world Italians, old world That's Italians, all that sort of stuff. Unless they can bring their man, their granny over with them, they probably won't do it. <laughs> Italy's worst worst performances in Euro, the European Championships were in Wembley. Says it all. <laughs> there you go. They went on one to win it, though. They went on to win it at Wembley, too. Just about. Yeah. They, should, they, should look. Have they were by far the better team. Um, just, just about. So you got I, another I, super I, chat, Keith. I would prefer. I would. I would prefer a. I think South Americans do really well in England, right? I think Speaking that, of which, what a segue! What a unless he saw it. I mean, we'll have to educate uh, you. What that is? He probably thinks he's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, look how much he You asking for that one, Phil? That's that's Roberto Martinez's son. He's yeah. <laughs> I knew it. We'll have to fill him in who he is, but yeah. I know, I, I, I know who Martinez is. Lautaro Martinez would be my dream signing for Liverpool. Just putting it out there for a forward, he'd be the one. I'd well, he's he's supposedly he, in the the Italian press says that he's up for sale. It, the, yeah. the Inter want to keep um, Lukaku, your man, the Belgian lad, Lukaku, um, yeah. Romelu, Lukaku, yeah, right. They want to keep him, and they're prepared to sell Martinez if he's available. That's who Liverpool should go for. Yeah, and he's only on eighty k a week, which is absolutely yeah. up our street. If we can give him like 120, 130, absolutely. But I'm not, I haven't heard anything, but that's a lovely rumor that I'd love to start. <laughs> so there's people, there's people there, there's people trying out the one Italian player that did well in, in England, John Zola. Zola. Well, yeah. Zola. The Canio done well as well. Ravinelli did well. Ravinelli. Oh, well, I'm not having the Canio. Did nothing in England. Did nothing. Di Matteo, Roberto? Nah, nothing. he was brutal. Poxy. Salenzi at Nottingham Forest, Poxy. Uh, Casaraghi don't know. Casaraghi don't know. Okay. Casaraghi had that nasty injury. Come on, Keith. Fialdi did yeah. all right. The, the, the players that the, the balls into the pole. Alessandro Pistoni. Yeah. Pistoni done well at Everton. Left back. Leave it out. Matarazzi done well as well. Leave it out. Aquilani did well. Macaroni. Macaroni at Middlesbrough. Macaroni. The players. The players that do well from Syria into England are traditionally not the not the Italian players. They bring them. You bring players in that have done or have struggled in Italy for whatever reason. Like, look at Henri when he comes into Italy. He struggles at Juventus, comes in and blows the Premiership yeah. apart. Yeah. Bergkamp struggles Bear at Inter Milan, comes in and blows the Premiership apart. You know, they're the players that comes in. Somebody said Jorginho. Jorginho at Chelsea has been pretty up and down at best. right? And like he's he, Brazilian, by the way. Yeah, he's not He's not Italian. So it's, uh, he's just, he's, he's done a slayer. He's done like Diego Costa doing a slayer. Yeah, yeah. So while we're on the, while we're on the, um, the type or, or the sort of, the area we go for players, what are you laughing at? Can I change this one? Is a brilliant one. Sorry, go on, carry on. Oh, well, no, if it's brilliant, he's only one best game was against us as well in that 3 2 yeah. loss. It was so. unbelievable yeah. against us. That yeah. one game, Carragher's own goals as well. Yeah, but, but lads, um, and I want especially Keith and Avi's opinion on this because Phil won't have watched him because he didn't watch a second of the Euros, <laughs> but. Um, a player that we've been linked with and we're very, very uh, linked with this week. In fact, I'll take him. Damn I'll take him. Is, is 
you fucking jumped in. Oh, we spoke about this on Friday. Friday. I would take yeah. it. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to go mute. Okay. But this was the whole purpose of the show. Like, the people liked the show and because I was going to break some news. And you've just opened your gob like you always do in the quizzes and everything. And then people not think, why do I fucking bully you? Yeah. Anyway, you can still give me your <laughs> opinion on the player. Keith, Michael Damsgaard yeah. of Sampdoria of, uh, where's he from? Denmark. Denmark, yeah. I think, he's, I think he's brilliant. I think he's brilliant. He's he's going to break, Phil is going to break out in the cold sweat of signing a player off a good uh, international tournament. Phil's gold, I think, is the, the phrase Phil will use on yeah, that one. Yeah, the Stone Roses have started playing in the background here. From yeah. The- Tell you their royalties have shot up, Phil, since you've, you've said this, you know. Yep. But um, now I think he's a great player. He's a young player. I think he came into an awful situation in that Danish team to be, you know, given the the creative mantle maybe of of um, you know, Christian Eriksen. What happened to him? But I think he would be an excellent player. I think he's a typical. He's signing a player before he makes it big, and I think that's something that FSG want always want to do. Klopp. Not FSG, sorry, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. It's what Klopp wants to do. Klopp wants to sign the player who's on the the cusp. That's why I think the Chiesa one is making sense and other players that we're linked with. They're good players. Chiesa is ready to take that step up. And I think Damsgaard is a, a rung below that, ready to um, build him into the player he wants. So I think he's an excellent player. And the money that was touted wasn't that high. They, they, they tout, they're saying 30 million. We've actually made a bid. I know people don't like you know, believing me when I say we made a bid, but we made a bid of in the region of twenty million. I think twenty to twenty-five, maybe could get it done. He's a very he's a bit, he's a bit of a busy bee player as well. He always looks yeah. for the ball, and he's he's always bouncing around in the first sort of 50, 60 minutes. Does need to work on his engine, but yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch him pre Euros. I didn't even know he was at Sampdoria, but no, he's he's a player that. I think can take that sort of mantelpiece from Ericsson and become that new sort of number ten. And we need a Scandinavian as well, like I mentioned on Friday. Yeah, Phil was talking about we, we start no marketing, marketing we, we, that area. Yeah. Yeah. Premier League is quite good with Scandinavians, or Scandinavians are quite good with Premier League. Yeah, Ivan Leonardson and all that. Yeah, I agree. Phil looks like Leonardson. Lads, Phil looks like Leonardson. Or Torben? Pic- no, Torben Picnic is a better show. No, How does he look like Torben? Torben Picnic was blonde. When, when yeah. I was a wee, when I was a wee bit younger, I was a ringer for Stuart Downing, or Stuart Downing was ringing for me, um, and I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, before we move I'll on to deal with Carl Ali, with another super chat. Worst player to have ever fit, poke on, pulled on a rally. Well, Stuart, you picked him the worst, didn't you? Yeah, you had him. Yeah, he was up there. The worst See, that's the thing. You're scarred with English players because of these ones, but the new breeds are right, Phil. Just come round. Shall I read this? Shall I read this? No, go ahead. Go ahead. He's my mate from the East Coast, so big up to Abubakar Ali. Um, prayer hands with Sienna. Yep, hopefully we meet the deadline. I would like to take the opportunity to apologise to Grizz about earlier Twitter. I lost the fact that we are all fans, and I'm a big fan of your work. Prayers ah, and 100. There you go, Grizz. Ah, he's from uh, the East Coast of America as well, so he's a new... Absolutely nothing to apologise for. We all can, get can I, can, emotional. Nothing to apologise, pal. We can, I just, can I just say something? Stick your damn scared up your arse. Um, <laughs> don't go near him. Okay, he, he wasn't even a real person before the European Championships. I have no interest. Ben, move along. Graven Birch, that lad now, he's a fella that we should be looking at. And um, who was the other bloke that we should be looking at? That Jude Bellingham. I'll give you that for the, for an English lad, but he, he did right. He went off to Germany. If we're talking about bringing in a midfielder to develop, and that's going to be a long-term 
um, project to say to replace Henderson and to 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 to, to solidify that midfield. Those two lads will be sm- nobody, smashing. Nobody likes hearing next year, but mm. I truly believe we're 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 putting the works in for next year for Bellingham and Gravenberch. But nobody likes hearing next year, yeah. so we we'll skip that. So is the legacy summer delayed till next year now? Yeah, COVID. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> hey, listen, we're allowed that excuse, so that's fine. Um, well, look, we're being we're after getting an hour and a half out of this lads, oh. and we we didn't even have we didn't mention agenda. preseason once. We didn't we mention, mention the Gold Cup yet. The Gold Cup, give a shit. Doesn't the Gold exist. Cup, yeah, doesn't exist. <laughs> Gold Cup, as Phil said, the Cheltenham's over. Have you? I don't know what yeah. you're looking for, but look, the lads, Irish Gold Cup is run. There you go. But look, before we finish up, I just want to give a shout out to Sienna because the show is in aid of Sienna. Um, every, we're trying to really push the, the Sienna fund. Any help we get is greatly appreciated. A lot of the lads threw in super chats there tonight. We appreciate it. But as I said, I think it's 30% goes to mm-hmm. YouTube with super chat. So look, we do appreciate that. You know, if you do it, do it by the, the go for me is the best way to do it. There's a deadline, not a deadline now, but you have a target. Uh, I think it's November and we're looking to get as much money as we can. So let's go and really put a push on. We're doing the, 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 um, the go for me is there on the link of the show for anyone that wants to donate to Sienna's fund, but we're also doing the sellout Anfield. We're loving, we're looking to get 53,000, um, tickets sold a euro each. Boy one, boy ten, boy a hundred, boy the cop, boy the Kenny stand, boy the Anfield Road, boy whatever you want. But if we can sell those tickets and if you can't buy a ticket, spread the word. Someone mm. else might buy it. It's not about Liverpool, it's not about the day trippers, it's about a young girl that needs the help and we want to give the help and we're gonna push it and push it and push it as much as we can to help this young girl out because we believe that, you know, Every child, you know, deserves to walk through the school gates on their first day. And that's what we want for Sienna. So we're going to really push it. We're going to have a go. And every show, you'll get sick of us talking about what we don't care. We're still going to talk about it. You'll get sick of us mes- uh, messaging on Twitter about what we don't care. We're still going to do all that. Just get on and support it. Because the quicker you support it, as Leslie says there, follow her on our socials. Get on and follow, you know, Sienna Steps. Get on everywhere and follow her. Yeah. The quicker you use all boy days tickets and we get Sienna to a total, the less we talk about it. So, you yeah. know what I mean? If you want to talk about football, let's all go out and slaughter the tickets for Sienna steps and get the girl what she needs. That's what we want to do. That's what we're going to keep doing. So, anybody that can do it, we appreciate the super chats, but there's other ways that'll be probably better utilized with the money. So, look, we appreciate all that. And, you know, it's all good. We appreciate all the support. So, yeah, any help we can get, we'll keep going. But thanks very much for everyone that helped. So, look, lads, we'll wrap it up now. Oh, Phil, have you yeah. watched, watched, watched No, no, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm running up a mountain towards the end of the month. And uh, hopefully I'll have a T-shirt with all the links and stuff to do. Like, I was, I, I yeah. could lash out a go for me. But I think starting another go for me or starting another thing just starts to confuse him. We'll just use the one link there, and get there, get yeah. the money in um, to, to do what's there. And if I, if the legs hold up, I might be doing another one through September as well. So it's a slightly longer one. It's either 28 or 40 kilometer run across all the Wicklow Mountains. So we one or the others. So, um, but as I said, we'll keep the link simple because as I said, at this stage, it's better just to have one link and have the money yeah. going through one link than it is to do something else. Yeah, 100%. Well done, Phil. For a man of your age to do all that, I think it's very good. But I will say, you know, if I counted on Phil running 6,000 miles to, to get us over the line, we might need a plan B. But... <laughs> I nearly died last weekend, so I <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we, we, we love your optimism. We love your optimism. But look, we're here, Phil. 
thanks very much for joining us tonight in the Fatback Forward. It's been a pleasure having you. Uh, it's great to have you on shows. You don't do enough of them, in my opinion. But, you know, as we said, yourself and Boris are fighting it out to, to mm. get the... Populate the world. Yeah. Post-COVID population of this. He was, that's he it. was, the, he was the Nat Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. He was Came the out of the cold. Yeah. Very Came unpopular. You know, everyone <laughs> thought, who the f- you know, who the fuck... But he done absolute admiral job and got us to third when we didn't think we'd be... We didn't think yeah. we'd have a show tonight. Without the main Klopp's you know, greatest season was finishing towards bringing in that this, Phillips and look. I said this is going to be one of the best shows in numbers term, and we had nearly had 900 watching. Yeah. I said this. So thank you, Nat Phillips, Allah. <laughs> you know, and I think Avi was cab back. <laughs> Do, Do the song, Avi. Do the song. Remotely funny. The free transfer. Yeah, there you go. And we know what happened to him, don't we? He ended up in the league. And they all like, well, well Gav's back from holidays tomorrow, isn't he? Gav's back tomorrow. Gav tweeted, I'm back. I'm firing. And I asked him, who are you firing? <laughs> I think we know. P45 tomorrow, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, have our answer. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but now, Avi, it's always a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you very much for stepping likewise, in. Brother. Likewise, um, brother. Likewise. And great to be on the same screen as Phil. Yeah, and look, well, as the new season comes, we'll plug it in now. Avi is, is going to have a new show. Avi's going to have a new show on a Friday night where he'll be talking all sports. And I know Phil will end up rocking up on that. This, this, week going, is it's this, this Friday. Week? This Friday, all systems go. Gavin, me and Connor McGockerty, yeah. who will be joining us. Um, we're just getting the last bits and pieces ready. Might have a special guest this Friday, as soon as this Friday. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Good and it's not Grizz. The special guest is not oh. Grizz, please, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know when the NFL might, season I, I, comes on, definitely Phil on sale. all over that. Definitely yeah, no, yeah. Phil, I'm gonna, um, yeah. Hard knocks is on, and I think I think we'll have to have a, a hard knock special of you when 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 it gets on the screen. That's the that's the real Brilliant. show. That's the proper show. That's the real show to be watching. Yeah, pints, beers, whiskeys, chases, whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. all I'm all for it. You name it, you name it. And Grizz, it was good tonight, wasn't it? A couple of subs, a couple of <laughs> so, subs into the fat back four. You know, we thought we thought to ourselves, fat back four, fuck, you know, you know, we're gonna need some stalwarts in there. But uh, yeah. as I said. Thank you to them too. We managed to get a, a decent, decent show. I'd say more than decent good, show in there. Good, yeah. Yeah, nice one. But we we're biased like that, you know what I mean? But hell and ever. Look, thanks to everyone for coming in and joining us tonight for a chat. It's a bit of crack. The lads will be back on the forum tomorrow. And it's going to be Andy, Peter, Gav and Davo. Uh, Shane will be on tomorrow and it looks like it's going to be a good show I've seen some of the topics that the lads have thrown in um, and it will be an interesting forum uh, go and support the lads when that comes on and there will be more shows during the week there'll be a Carnage and Midweek Fix and all Avi's new shows so it's going to be a busy week on the day trip or so look so if you haven't done it already subscribe hit the like button all that good stuff and come and join the shows with us but we'll leave you there uh, I've been your host Keith this has been the Fatback Four. good night Podcast Network.